You're listening to the number one Oilers podcast, Handkerchief Dynasty, two minutes for interference. You know, Hank is like a brother that I sort of never had, really. Uh, one time I lost my cat, and he, uh, he brought me another cat, and, uh... <laughs> oh, God, no. Honey, honey, look at this. Larry's crying. Look at that. Like a big baby. <laughs> Larry, what are you doing? I gotta record this. I gotta record this. I gotta record this. Oh, man. He blubbered like a fucking baby. I mean, it was the funniest goddamn thing you ever see. I mean, he's like bawling. They're talking about his family. He's bawling. Really? Yeah, then they put the strings on, you know, behind it. I mean, he made it worse. Come on, give me a fucking What break. a pussy. Pussy, man. Hey, I got a copy of the tape. I'll give it to you. Welcome one, welcome all. Handkerchief Dynasty. Episode 90, the big 9-0, the big 9-0. I am your secret professor, joined on mic today by my friend who dare not speak his name, the high priest of Warther's Magic. You can say my name. You can say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Um, how you doing, bro? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Good. I'm sure you're uh, completely fixated on the news, uh, watching it very closely as, as, as little bits of information trickle out on um, the story that I'm sure everyone worldwide is focused on. Uh, Dominic Calhoun loaned to uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. team. What Did you call him Dominic Calhoun? I just, in my mind, he's Rory Calhoun because he, he just because he likes to stand up on his legs the same way Rory Calhoun does. Huh. You know, that was like Rory Calhoun's thing. Okay. Well, you sh- okay. Moving forward, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, if we could just start calling him Rory Calhoun, it would make things a lot simpler for me. Okay. Sure. Um, got so, it, got but, it. He's, but he's been loaned to the Red Bull München. München? München. Of the Deutsch Ice Hockey Liga. Cool. Das good. Das Atto. Das Yeah. Guten yeah. Tag. I mean, we, the Oilers actually have more players than apparently any other team in the league playing overseas, which I think wow. should only help us. I mean, you know, your your Connor McDavid's, your Ryan Nugent Hopkins, your Dry Sidles, your Nurses, like those guys are probably going to be not take too long to tune up, and, and they're veterans, and they'll they'll show up. But when it comes to like the, all the players in the middle of the lineup, um, yeah. all these prospects, it's uh, it's pretty sweet to see them all getting reps in, and, and a lot of them doing really quite well, to be honest. It is pretty sweet, and also I think it's, I mean, it's a good use of uh, their downtime, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, you know, you can only, they probably watched the movies, and then they were like, you know what I really feel like doing is uh, playing ice hockey again. 
And then they, you know, made some calls and they were like, sure, come on over. And they were like, awesome. Like, I think it's something that if I had the skill set was not working. I, uh, I mean, you know, if the uh, Deutsche Ice Hockey Liga is looking for another player, like I would, I would be happy to play. Sounds like a great time. Totally. Totally. Um, who do we have? We, we're just players. Just looking here. I mean, players of note on loan, Samarukov, Bouchard, Broberg, Patrick Russell, Adam Cracknell, Tyler Gaetan, Benson, Gaetan Ryan McLeod, Haas. Gaetan Haas, Raphael Lavoie. Yeah, I'm, I'm working my way up to the roster players. Um, okay. Sorry. And then Nygaard, although he's injured, Haas, and then now Calhoun. Cahoon. <laughs> Eventually I'll get it right at some point. I just don't uh, understand, like, you... It's like this is an opportunity to say the last name Cahoon and you're just squandering it is what I don't understand. Like you should be. Just like, all I can think about is the Simpsons, basically. That's all I can think about. If there's yeah. a Simpsons element to something, it becomes locked in the chamber of my brain and just mm-hmm. jams it up. You know, it's like if you put jam in your gun, yeah, like a nice strawberry jam, a nice homemade strawberry jam using very like uh illiberal uses like amounts of uh, sugar you know just like uh, a spoonful of sugar a lot of pectin yeah lots of pectin <laughs> then you lots go down the gun range you fire off a few you know clips you know test out your old skills and then you just decide you know what i'm just gonna put some jam in this, in this i'm with you i'm with you what do you mechanism what do you think of the cahoon signing we haven't really talked about it we haven't i think it's really impressive stuff i mean really it. like it's it, it could be kind of the keystone in a lot of ways i think it, i think it's the best possible scenario signing for us because we really only had i mean we're, we're we're at zero cap space now although uh you know uh clefbaum's not injured reserve yet and we haven't re-signed bear but mm-hmm. like i think i think in terms of the amount of money ken holland had left to spend i i feel like he was biding his time he was sitting there pressing the tips of his fingers together thoughtfully at his desk for weeks on end up until the point where he was like the exact right player became available for us to spend this last little bit of cap space on. Yeah. And like this guy, if you watch the highlight reel, like he is such a gamer. It's like, Oh, he's, he's for real. In the, uh, play in series, he was, I was hearing his name constantly. You know what I mean? Like he was right in the mix much more than I was hearing you know, certain guys on our team's name, you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was, uh, totally engaged and was getting like important ice time. He was getting good minutes. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, a masterstroke by Ken Holland, a masterstroke. Yeah. I mean, and it's also nice to know that he was riding a shotgun with those stars. Like I think he played playing with Malkin in Pittsburgh. Like yeah. he can play, he can play with the good players and we're getting him for a song. Like literally, I think, I think, Ken Holland just played like uh, Jolene or something, and like, mm-hmm. and then and then he agreed to sign. He for, played it. Uh, no, he just like you know, he, has, he has he has a CD player with like a little oh, okay. box, you know. He he's had a CD it's like for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what a signing! Yeah, it's pretty really? sexy stuff. Yeah. It is. So, do you think we're like we're done now? Do you think we're done? I mean, barring a tra- like, a, we, we need to tr- do a trade, and like, this is the thing: like, who's on the trade block? Basically, the only players that would arguably be on the trade block for us at this point are Jujar Kara or Alex Chieson. But it, uh, in a way, like, why do you, why would you give up Chieson, even though he is two point one five? Like, you're only gonna trade yeah we don't one of those guys because you want because there's another guy out there who's still floating around in in more of the Cahoon. Yeah, I don't. Uh, 
out of mold. I don't think we should give up Jason. Like, I think he scored some goals and he's been, he's been there. You know what I mean? He's been to the top. He's seen firsthand and been a part of what it takes. I think guys like that on this team that can provide some sort of winning culture because there's kind of a absence of that playoff wise in that room right now, I think. So I think he's a guy we should definitely uh, hold on to. You know what I mean? I think he's uh, worth his weight in gold. Maybe a bit less than his weight in gold. Maybe well, a like, a, like a gold plated with like some sterling silver underneath. Maybe? He's worth a no. substantial amount of gold. He's worth a, he's worth he's worth three uh, three fourths of his weight in gold. He's worth uh, which is a lot. A lot of people, you know, like pick, six ignats of gold. Six ignats of gold, I think okay. is the measurement. Ingots. Uh, ingot. Ingot. Yeah. Okay. Ingot. That's right. Six um, of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with keeping Chase on. I mean, this is the question, though. Like, people would make that argument that, like, well, there's probably players that can outperform Kyra and Chase on at yeah. those numbers for, yeah, for but, less, you know? Sure. But, but, I, but I, that, that, that depends on having a dance partner. Like, is there a team out there who's, like, dying to spend 1.2 on uh, Kyra or 2.15 on Chase on? Like, maybe. I'm not really sure. I think there's what? a lot of teams out there who've just batted down the hatches, barricaded the doors, yeah. unplugged the phones, and they've gone, like, full, like, Dawn of the Dead style, just, like, bang. Like, you know, they're hunkered yes. down. Yes. And also, just because, you know, just because there's another guy who is not your guy and might be better than your guy, I mean, that's not always a uh, slam dunk, you know? You, that doesn't mean you should necessarily immediately like trade your guy. You know what I mean? What if your guy's like a good guy and you want to keep that guy? You know what I mean? I think Chase sounds like a pretty good guy is the impression I get. Same with Jujar. They seem like, I I, I love Chase on, and I'm still going to give Jujar time. I still have time for Jujar, but like, he's kind of got to like show us something soon. Ah, I think he's a great guy though. Oh no, he's a great guy. But like, as a hockey player on this roster, I know. I mean, it remains to be seen whether, he is. He can be that fourth line guy that just like we love having. He's a penalty killer. Yeah, he's I know. gritty. You know, he brings that grittiness. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Sometimes like there's guys that are like you got to keep guys around just because they're like they're really good guys. You know what I mean? I think sometimes that's a that's a thing as well. Like yeah. we might get uh, another guy for Chieson, but I mean then you have to like work him into the room and like introduce him to everybody. And what if it's like a little bit awkward or something? And then it never really happens. Like I think when Jujar was being introduced and same with Jason, it was very smooth introduction process. And like, there was no awkwardness, just the impression I get, I get the feeling it's been a very good relationship up to this point. And you don't want to necessarily, uh, you know, throw that in the trash. You know what I mean? It's tough to build relationships. Sure. Sure. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's yeah. definitely tough. And it's you tough. definitely, you know, when when you when you look at that relationship, if you've, you've you've tended to it and you've cared for it and you've watered it and given it light and trimmed it and yes, and then eventually one day you're just like, you know, I want to tear this up by the root and just throw it, and then <laughs> you do, then you do, then you yeah. do it, and it feels so good for just a split second. But then as the day has passed, you're like thinking to yourself, hmm, tearing that up by the root and throwing it might have been. The most immature thing anyone has ever done in the history of time. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. well, let's, on the subject of forwards, though, because, like, this is the thing. Okay. Like, we've had Karras part, part of the old guard now in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, I when I look at the players that, that were not around, that were not in the pitcher in terms of Oilers forwards with some offensive acumen um, that are now in the pitcher, it's a list, you know, there's, uh, there's seven names on that list, which is basically, you know, more than two lines worth of players, you know. Yeah. Look at Nygaard, obviously he's injured, but he's still, you know, in the in the pitcher at this point, I would say. Um, Yamamoto, revelation. Uh, Gaetan Haas, still got a lot of love for Gaetan. Now Dominic Cahoon. Dominic Cahoon, super exciting. Yes. Uh, Tyler Ennis, legit. Yeah. Legit yeah. offensive player at this point. Like as Absolutely. A, as like a depth offensive player. Great. Jesse Puriarvi. Uh, who Oof. I I mean can you even believe that wild card major wild, wild card. card he's he's a male wide major wild card and then Kyle Turris who you know I think he's going to be reliable for a certain proportion of uh, of points ultimately I mean I don't think it's a guarantee I think we got to give him time to gel but like he's he's a player yeah sure I think so too yeah and then you basically you know you got the Connor the Leon the Nuge yes. Neil's Cassian and Chieson are and, and Archibald as well. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm. I, I'm wondering. We're probably not going to miss Riley Sheehan, are we? Are um, we? I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's it's tough with guys named Riley, right? What do you do with those guys? You know what I mean? It's true. They really, they really got to make an impression on you. Stakes are high. That's a good point. Stakes are high. When there's a Riley in the room. Boy, oh boy, nobody's feeling more pressure than that guy. It's true. You know what I mean? It's true. So I don't um, know. Maybe we will miss him. Maybe we won't. I think he's like, I sort of get the impression he's been, he's kind of lost in the mix. He's floating in the ether right now is how I feel about him. You know what I mean? I feel that way too. I mean, I, we could yeah. even get him, end up getting him for league minimum, like later on in the off season here. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. What about, uh, what else is going on right now? You know what well, I mean? I, mean I, I want to co- I want to comment on a certain a certain other major news story. You know, get on my soapbox a little bit. Oh, okay. Here I've we been go. Pretty, I've been pretty disturbed by some stuff. So you know, vis-a-vis this election and like the election coverage, I've got uh-huh. some major problems. With some of the language being used out there. You know, okay. for example, you're hearing a lot of talk, a lot of talk. In fact, I would say almost all the talk right now, and certainly uh-huh. over the last 72 hours, has been about the quote-unquote outstanding votes or quote-unquote outstanding ballots. <laughs> And as far as I'm concerned, it is the height. It is the height of elitism, okay, for yeah. us to be delineating between ballots that we think are outstanding and ballots that we think are, you know, just average or run of the mill. Like it's one vote, one person, okay, and every yeah. vote, every vote is equal. So hmm. for you to go out there and say these votes are outstanding, right, really disturbs me. And I don't think. No matter how outstanding these people who have these outstanding votes are, uh-huh. you know they 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 don't get to decide for everyone else. You know it's 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 completely undemocratic. It's disgusting. It's like it's stomach turning. Hmm. See, for me, when they start talking about outstanding the outstanding ballots, that's the part of the election where I tend to really get excited because it's something in my family traditionally that we would all that was sort of like. Uh, the Christmas morning part of the election, like my mom would be like, get in here. Like they're doing the outstanding ballots now. We'd be like, yay. But listening to you You're talk part of about the problem. it, You're part of I know the problem. listening, I was just going to say, listening to you talk about it. I'm thinking now that I, I like what you're saying and you're getting me excited. And I want to tell more of my friends about what you're saying. 
because I think you might be onto something there. Yeah, well, I, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff going on that really disturbs me too. Like, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk. Again, it's been dominating it too. It's just disturbing to see these things dominate when there's, you know, it's disproportional because they talk about the mail-in vote, you know, mail-in uh -huh. vote, mail-in vote, mail-in vote. Uh -huh. And I keep on thinking to myself, well, like if it's mail-in, what are they taking out? Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And it means it, it's like so misogynist. I think it's it's horribly sexist when you think about it. Like all these focus on the mail-in right. vote. What about the women in votes? That's what I want to know. You know, what about the what about the men out votes? Right. You no, know? male yeah. out votes. Like, why are we focusing just on the men again? Again, it's a problem America cannot well, get I think over. In that case, it's inherent misogyny, about, and they they I, don't think women have the right to vote. Like, I, I, think, thought, I thought this would resolve decades ago. I think when they talk about the male in votes, they're actually talking about a vote that you literally mail in to the. Uh, you mail the vote in in a mailbox. So I yeah, think but is that post is that post carrier male or female? That I don't know. Yeah, see, and you're probably go. right. I mean, there, there that's, you probably that's have just, a point. That's liable to patriarchal yeah. tampering yeah, right got there. Me. As far as He's concerned. got me. And then the last one that really disturbs me, like I mean, that's actually there's well, another thing that's just it doesn't really disturb me, but it's just really odd. Let's limit it that, to three. That, that that two of the of the top election commentators are like one of them is a wolf, uh -huh. like a werewolf. Right. Which right. is very strange. To me. Right. And then on that same network, there's another guy who they keep calling King. Right. And it's really weird to me that a monarchist would be up at the big board, you know, giving me info, detailed info on like, you know, the state of the count in Georgia. When it's like this guy's a king. He doesn't even he doesn't give a shit about democracy. He's trying to, you know, if it was up to him, we'd still be ruled by like, you know, the mad king yeah. Louis. Well, that's right. I mean, when you have a uh... The last name King, that means at some point in your family tree, uh, there was a king. So you're right. If he had it his way, he would probably be the king himself. And Have you noticed that John King is like he just, he's kind of murmuring a lot? Like when they like when when they're not talking to him, they're just like, Thank you so much for that, John. He's just like he's just like <laughs> <laughs> they, but they say something else and he's well that's right. Hasn't he always done that though? I always thought like that was his that was sort of like his his trademark was just uh, being sort of like entirely inappropriate for the job, like just kind of mumbling and kind of, you know, hard to look at in a way. Like well, I, I mean, speaking that of that, of like the CNN really achieves a lot because um, I've also noticed Cuomo. It's like whatever combination of like Adderall or like Est style, like uh, self-actualization, new agey shit. Like, have you ever seen okay. The Americans? You remember... I've never they watched to, They go to these like classes S. It's like based on a real thing. Okay. It's like this weird new agey, uh, self-helpy, like it's just, man, this, the stuff coming out of his mouth is just so bizarre. Um, and then he kept on, he referenced Senses Working Overtime, that XTC song, that ecstasy right. song, like three times. And each time, <laughs> each time everyone else on the broadcast was just dumbfounded and had no idea what he was talking about and was just like, really like disturbed yeah did he actually <laughs> reference like, have you know that old song you know that old song one two three four five senses working overtime he and actually just, like, looking sideways like, and blinking. like he actually referenced that song i'm that's a quote he did wow, that crazy see i yeah. saw when you tweeted it i thought he just had used the phrase 
senses working overtime, but no, I had no, no he, idea. Both, two times he said, remember that old song? One, two, three, four, five. Senses working overtime. <laughs> and our senses are working overtime right now. Oh, and then the next time he did it, he like he was just like, you, you know that old, you, did you ever know, listen to Ecstasy? And like uh, Don <laughs> Levin, Don Levin's just like, ah, ah. And then there was one point where it seemed like they just had to eventually cut away from him because he was just completely unhinged. Oh, wow. And then when they came back, he'd clearly gotten some, like from what I could tell, he'd gotten some instruction to like tap it down. So he'd like with be calmed a little bit down. But he was he was just weird. He was just like, and as we wait on results, you know, it's like the like reality isn't what you want it to be, but you need to be able to have the courage to open and see the reality in order to have clarity on the reality and who oh. you are within it. And it's just oh, like you're making what me dizzy. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Well, that's wild stuff. They're all losing their, stuff. Minds. They're um, all losing their minds. What else do you want to hit? Uh, uh, well, we should address the elephant in the room, I think, my friend. Uh, which is... Uh, I cried. No, you were funny. And then you cried. I mean, I was wetting myself. It's the perfect interview arc. Really? Yes. Well, here's how I saw it. I cried, now I'm fucked. It was a manly misting. Really? What about uh, the part where I grabbed the tissues? That's what I thought. Why not just televise my shrink sessions? Would you be interested in doing that? Last episode with the, the great Mark Lewis. What a trip it was to talk to Mark Lewis. Oh, my. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it was one of the most amazing conversations I've ever had or will ever have with anyone in my entire life. Like, never again will I be speaking to someone who's telling me stories about, like, going into the locker room with muckler and slats and receiving news and then saying, like, well, better <laughs> We better put Sammy in. Are you, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, what a story! Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I lost my cool. Lost yeah, my you cool, cried like uh... a baby. What a baby! Seriously, <laughs> and I couldn't, I like, couldn't believe it. I was so disgusted. I have, but I was also so glad that I had it on tape, so I could, I could, uh, I could watch it later on. You know, like. <laughs> It's just like you're like listening to it and you're like, man, oh man, like I, this is just so embarrassing for everyone. As far, yeah, as, I'm concerned, as, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's much healthier, much healthier indeed for a man to uh, A, never, never feel emotions. B, Ugh. if he ever does feel emotions, not admit it to anyone in the world, not even himself. And C, <laughs> if those emotions ever come to the surface, to clamp them down in a in a, in a, mate, in a, in a vice. I couldn't. They're just like a little ball of nothing. So finally, when you're like age 65, you just have like a massive coronary and you just die because yeah. you because you've never Ideally. dealt with any of your authentic feelings ever Preferable. as a man. Much that's that's what a true man does. Preferable, preferable yeah, to 65. the situation I put myself in. Absolutely. Having, ha- having never felt a moment of pure comfort with oh himself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Trust me though, like. Um, like it was impossible to say thank you to Mark Lewis. Like it was physically, I, I couldn't handle the, I just couldn't do it. It destroyed me. It was like well, the an impossible. I think like, you know, going it to was those almost games a religious, as a kid. It was a religious experience. It was a religious experience. You know well, what I mean? Like it was like oil. We want to be able to invite him on another time. We can't, we can't like deify him. Okay, he was sure. a great guest. <laughs> what a great guest. I was speaking like as the character of the high priest, you know, it was a, uh, it was a religious experience. Yeah, of course. He was like the best guest we've ever had. As, like as the your stories friend, I he was telling. respect your your right to feel emotional in such in such a t- at such a time. I appreciate it. I appreciate such it. Such an instance, you know, with all the associations. Yes. 
I mean, but it's just interesting yeah. being your friend for so long and being so used to being sarcastic. It was so funny to me how like I like I I, I completely thought you were doing a bit 100 percent. I was like, oh, this is a funny bit. Wow. And I was like, and like for a second, I was like, wait a second, hold on, no, hold on, this is authentic emotion. And I was like frozen in fear for a few seconds. It's <laughs> like paralyzed, par like with a spotlight on me, just ah. Yeah. But then, you know, of course, I. Uh, but my ability to deflect and uh, and belittle soon uh, soon took over. So thankfully, it took us home. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? Like. It was a great episode. <laughs> what can I say? Trust me. Like, if I could do it again, I probably wouldn't have like a uh, an episode like on the air. Like. No, I think I honestly just think it was the association. You know, like you probably went to like how many dozens of games with your various family members. Yeah. Uh, to that arena when you were like a kid, and it's like you know, like uh, you're a human being. Yeah. Well, you know, not I don't only know that, how much like, talk about it, but like uh, we all we all are human beings. You know. Yes. Yeah. I don't, at least at least I weird. still be, be I'll still be for the next six to seven months until. The it was a weird time. experience as an Edmontonian being in the position to be able to uh thank and express gratitude you know and like kind of like thank just say thanks to mark lewis like i was in a it was uh i was in a strange position i found myself in a it was just strange and uh mm. <clears throat> kind of overwhelmed me it's just it's a lot of fun i mean it's it's fun to meet uh it's like heroes weird. people people you never thought I mean, the thing is, we're not even getting to we're, we're not only getting to meet these guys, but we have we get to have these long conversations with them. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah well, especially Mark Lewis, like that far and away, like most of the guys we talk to. It's like, yeah, this is fun. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude. Like nobody else has come on and like name dropped St. Louis Blues coach Red Berenson. You know, just one guy's done that. So it's kind of heads and tails above the la- above the rest. It's a shockingly good name, Red Berenson. Kind of terrifying. Uh, just ridiculous. Ridiculous. It would also be like a bit of a different name to have, say, in like the first half of the 20th century, maybe in like continental Europe. that have different connotations, but still. Yeah, I mean, that probably wasn't a very popular name. Like Red wasn't probably a very popular name in continental Europe ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like the name Red, though. Yeah, of course. It's a great, it's a great name, but too. I don't think you know, very many people in Europe had that name. Um, I uh, in other news, I uh, I noticed today I'm 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 just uh, I have a lot of clarity. I'm seeing a lot clearer. You know, everything seems to have come into like a little bit more focus. Mm, and uh, that's because that's because I did get my new glasses and I am wearing them. So oh wow, new glasses. But like, in spite of that, I have not made the follow-up appointment to the ophthalmologist because I probably do have brain cancer. Otherwise, I, I have no idea why this optometrist was so baffled by my test results three three times in a row. <laughs> it's like either that, either that, or like I'm some kind of like superhuman type figure with like super sight, huh. or like uh, I'm psychic because I honestly like as I'm looking at the charts, those those vision tests, you know, like yes. at a certain point you're just like, let's just roll the dice here. You're just like Eve. I think that's like the last one's an F. And I think I just kept on guessing right. I honestly just think it was pure psychic powers or like luck. Because, huh. at, because at the end of the at the end of the third test, yeah. the end of the third test he said, I'm baffled. 
Wow. Not what you want to hear from a medical professional. You're like, oh, fuck. But I will. I'll get. I'll, I'll follow up with. Like he, he could just be a quack. That's the other thing too. But probably not. Hmm. But it is weird. It is more weird walking around with the new glasses because I kind of feel like the whole world shrunk by like 20 percent, and I, I increased in size by 30 hmm. percent, and now I'm like a giant walking around the earth. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's. I don't know. Exciting. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm thinking of making a cheese and tomato sandwich. I got this brie. I also got this camembert. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. A little smelly. Like sometimes you want a sometimes you want a sandwich that just smells like shit, but tastes like uh, delicious mm. smelly cheese. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I want cheese. I've never really thought to myself I want one that smells like shit. You know, they they when like they used to when they invented those cheeses in France, like with the guy that invented brie, he like invented brie. Okay. Uh-huh. He went to the castle with this thing of brie. Okay. He gave it to the king. This king is like, what is this? And he's like, oh, uh, c'est brie. Uh-huh. C'est, c'est, uh, brie. Mm-hmm. Or something. <laughs> and then he had a taste and he's like, okay, dude, tell you what, you're now a duke and here's a castle because this cheese is the bomb. Wow. You really, just do, like... you, really, you really achieve stuff making a new cheese back then. Yes, that's what I was going to say. That was kind of, I mean, it sounds grandiose, but really, like, that's just how uh, it worked back then. That was like the equivalent of like a uh, thank you note back then. Mm-hmm. You just get a castle. Oh, it wasn't man. tough. It wasn't hard for, to get a castle. Get castle. No. We, I could be recording this podcast in a castle while like my medieval uh, band are like playing, you know, various... Mid- authentic medieval instruments. Your medieval band. <laughs> <laughs> They're a merry, merry medieval band. This year. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Let's uh, Connie, let's keep it Leon, light. Everybody light. seems okay, right? Yeah. Nothing else is really going go. on. We haven't no, really it's... heard much more about the season. Well, there's the NBA announced their their date is yeah. in uh, like late December, I think, or something like that. Ooh. So that might people people are saying that might put some pressure on the NHL. I mean, well, I think, America is like in the throes of civil war. They'll they'll start the basketball season. I'm a civil sure. war and pandemic. I mean, really, like the. Uh, I think things are gonna start to take won't take shape for like another month. These vis-a-vis the NHL start to I think they're gonna wait as long as they possibly. Yeah. They're yeah, I open. think so too. Well, I think. I think um, they said, like, January. I think, like, officially, right? Like, they said they were looking at, like, mid-January at one point. I think that was a really smart move. Like, that really bought them a lot of time. And it's so far away that, like, it'll almost never feel pressing until it's, like, staring you right in the face, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. NBA announcing that they're going to have this season underway December 22nd, like, it's it's, like, the middle of November, right now basically like you know what i mean they're gonna be under the gun that's a lot of pressure i I, i'd be be surprised if that if that happens it seems like the sort of thing that i don't know it was almost like designed to be postponed but i can't figure out why in the world the nba would want to do that designed to be postponed that's like the first time i got engaged (laughs) yeah good one yeah all right, dude. Well, it's always a pleasure talking to you, my bold friend. Bold, brilliant, beautiful boy. Uh, you take great. care of yourself. Uh, make sure you don't feel any emotions. If you do, 
don't don't feel don't have the courage of your convictions to feel them. Just can you uh, imagine rush, like push what, them down, push what them down. What my life is like, like just constantly weeping. That's like all I do, like the drop of a hat. No, no, no I'm telling you, man. You know as someone, I mean? who's, as someone who's who spends three to five hours in his bed crying every day, <laughs> it's not all it's cracked up to be. Okay, because like you don't you want to keep that deluge at bay. If you don't keep yeah, it at yeah. bay, it shall wash you away. Okay, I don't know. it's very okay? intense. Yeah. Very beautiful, yeah. very beautiful, very yeah. beautiful. The, the world will break your heart. I mean, like, were you telling me the world isn't going to break your heart? Just close your heart to the world until finally it's just a withered husk. All right, I'll try. Okay? A, a wizened graveyard for your once human existence. Okay. I mean, that's that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Just like, watch as Netflix as a man. I'm supposed watch to watch Netflix and go on Twitter do. and uh-huh. just don't feel anything, okay? Other than right. snide superiority. <laughs> And, and just like an overarching, ever persistent undertow of of self hatred and despair. Okay. Okay. Standard operating procedure, bro. All right. Thanks for straightening me straightening me out. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Every time uh, you talk, you straighten me out. To all you out there who are listening, please uh, share widely. Please um, just share, you know, your your secrets with other people. Just tell them all your innermost thoughts. Especially if share this secrets. podcast, but also yes. share everything else. But especially if the secret is this podcast, definitely share it with them. Yeah. Think Unless you can the also... secret is that you don't like it, in which case keep it the fuck to yourself, okay? Nobody wants to hear that shit. What about rating it on iTunes? I've never if actually... You, if you could give us a written rating on iTunes with five stars, I would literally come to your door and tell you that you're good looking. Hey, can I ask you something about that right before we go? What's it's huge. You... If, you, if you could do a know, written but... review with a five-star review... It'll cheer me up for like five to six weeks. Yeah, just do it. I know I understand that people have this thing. It's because like iTunes is like, or podcasts really make it seem like that's a, such a big deal to do. And then people are like, well, I'm not going to do that for whatever reason. But it's really yeah. not, it's like not a, it's like the same as doing a tweet. You know what well, I mean? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it's faster than doing. Uh, releasing hundreds of hours of free audio content <laughs> that you've edited and authored and like conceived of and scheduled yeah. over the last year. It's a little easier than that, okay? Exactly. So, from me? Yeah. It's, and just think of like I give. Think, I give. To, I think give. Think of the think of give. the uh It's a waste. Just rip that tree right out. The one you've been just like carefully digging. Yeah. Just rip it out and throw it. The rage. Leave a five star review is what he's driving at here, folks. That would be great. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing, we're on Twitter, of course. Yeah, Handkerchief Podcast. What's yours again? Mine's at High Priest Oil. At High Priest Oil. Yeah. yeah. Email is uh, at handkerchiefdynasty at gmail.com. And uh, other than that, just enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Yeah, we'll, have a really uh, uh, good weekend. Soon. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you uh, probably like Sunday or Monday, bro. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. Bye. I'll right. be waiting. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Yeah, just wait with bated breath for my next okay. uh, my next love missive. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>